Hello everyone, I'm Carla Macias with RCR Wireless News, and welcome back for another episode of Inside Telecom Careers. On today's show, we'll be discussing on what the driving demand is for fiber optic technicians, who's offering training programs, and where does the CWA and IBEW union fit into the equation? Answer to these questions and more when we return. Comscope, thinking beyond today's technology to help you make the best decision for your network and your business. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. Telecomcareers.com. I am joined today with Jeff Mucci. And Jeff, tell us why you're excited about today's program. The second reason I'm excited about today is because we're going to talk about fiber optic splicing, training, and unions. And we've got a great expert host that we're going to have join us here in a few minutes. Um, but before I kind of dive into uh, um, the show, I'd like to talk about your role, Carla, and then maybe talk a little bit about some of the key trends I'm seeing in the uh, fiber optic space. So uh, for those who don't know Carla, she just started this week. She's our producer of RCR TV and our uh, RCR ATX Studio Lounge. So she'll be putting on events and, and driving compelling guests to our shows. She's gonna work with an editorial team to book guests. And uh, you're also gonna be hosting shows like you are today. And uh, we're looking forward to some great new programs coming down the pipeline. Um, I got a couple questions for you, Carla. Number one, how can people reach you? Uh, people can reach me via email at Carla, K-M-A-C-I-A-S, at RCR. Can you tell us about the event tonight? Well, the well, event, event is going to start, start at 3 o'clock, and, and it's going to have, have live music. music. It's kind of a networking yeah. event. And um, there's going to be food, and it's going to be a good time. Good. Well, the second big reason I want to, I'm excited about today is we're going to talk about fiber optics and training. And uh, there's a couple key drivers uh, behind fiber optics and the need for qualified fiber optic technicians. The first key driver is distributed antenna systems or DAS. It's a popular term. We've been talking about it and covering it for a long time here at RCR Wireless. But at, at the end of the day, increasingly DAS systems are fiber fed. The next big driver are small cell systems. And um, we cover, we were in New York and I'll talk a little bit about our New York trip in a few minutes, but uh, these systems are fiber fed. Uh, you've got to have fiber, metro fiber rings out to the um, street post or uh, remote radio units. And it's, again, it's all fiber fed. A lot of it's aerial, but the majority of it in major markets is underground. Um, and then another key driver is uh, the macro networks are requiring um, what I'll say remote radio units at the, at the head end and at the top of the tower, and those are fiber fed. So traditional tower climbers are requiring uh, to be fiber trained. Uh, number three, uh, tower backhaul is increasingly fiber fed. So again, you've got to have people trained and qualified to pull fiber to the towers. Um, and finally, the, the bigger trend in metro fiber rings and long haul fiber rings, uh, video streaming 
just have a need for meet me co-location facilities and uh, the front hall needs a small cell and DAS networks are also requiring uh, metro fiber ring so the bottom line you can't have a wireless network without fiber uh, you can't have fiber without qualified fiber optic technicians and in dense urban areas like New York, Chicago, and Boston and other markets, carriers simply cannot deploy fiber without using electricians who are certified in fiber optic splicing and working in confined spaces. And uh, the bulk of those um, uh, workers need to be union workers. Jeff, you were recently in New York City. Uh, what impressed you most about this trip? Well, we, were, we had a busy week. Uh, first, I moderated a CEO panel at Telecom Exchange. And I thought, Terry, if you could pull up that slide, uh, you'll see my, my smiling face at um, uh, Cipriana's in New York City. Uh, the title of that uh, program was Where Wireless Meets Wireline. Uh, the second, uh, uh, I think, exciting opportunity I had up there was to actually interview Hugh O'Kane. Uh, uh, Hugh O'Kane is the CEO of Hugh O'Kane Electric. Uh, they're one of the oldest electrical contractors in the country, and they have been uh, deeply involved in metro fiber ring deployments. Um, for major carriers going back to 1999. Uh, thirdly, we interviewed Ray Lachance, who's CEO of uh, Zenfi, who's building uh, neutral host small cell systems in New York City. Uh, they're closely aligned with uh, Hugh O'Kane, so they have a great deal of experience uh, deploying metro fiber rings in New York City. Um, the next big stop on, on our trip was we toured Transit Wireless, uh, New York City DAS uh, uh, system with solid technology. So we got to look at a uh, secret location in, in Midtown where you had a, a base station head end and that's where all the DAS equipment was located and it served as the um, uh, primary facility feeding all the metro stops throughout the, the, uh, the city. And then we went out to the subway actually and we went underground and we got to check out some of the uh, uh, actual subway systems, DAS systems. And then our last stop on the tour was we uh, toured Verizon small cell and DAS network and they're building a base station hotel uh, in Midtown again it's uh, they're going to build I think 11 of those and they will be fiber feeding neighborhoods and small cell deployments and macro networks throughout New York City. Uh, Jeff if you could please take a moment and introduce today's guest. Well today's show uh, our goal is to better understand the communications workers of America and um, really deep dive into the um, uh, the training process and educational programs that are available to union workers as part of their bargain negotiated agreement. Uh, next week, we'll take a look at how the industry is addressing training needs. So we're going to have uh, Jonathan Alstein from PCI talking about the TIRAP program. But um, I'm delighted to have Jeff Self here with us. He's Director of Market Development for APTC, APT College. And uh, Jeff, um, now correct me if I go down your hit list here, but you're a 30-year veteran with the Bell South and CWA, the Communication Workers of America. You served as a union rep, a department rep, and secretary treasurer of your local CWA uh, chapter. Over the last 20, 20 years, uh, you spent time uh, with Bell South and CWA in the role of uh, partnership education rep, educating members on how to use their uh, educational uh, benefits. And then finally, for the last nine years, you've been with APT uh, College, uh, really driving these workfo workforce training programs into the unions across the country. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. And uh, I always enjoy the opportunity to share with uh, those around the country the importance of continuous training. And um, I'm very proud of the, the uh, relationship we have with the CWA and IBW groups. Uh, I am a 39-year CWA member. and 
Uh, most of my career has been centered around the focus uh, and the continuous importance of staying on the cutting edge. And uh, I'm very off, off, we're awfully proud of the work that we're doing today. Uh, and I think leading uh, others uh, into the industry uh, with the high level productions that we have going on with the fiber optics, advanced fiber optics, and the cloud essential programs that are so important. Uh, that's the 2020 initiative that was uh, launched by AT&T uh, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, let's take a step back and, and for us folks who aren't as familiar with uh, the labor unions, uh, can you maybe walk us through CWA and IBEW, how they're organized uh, nationally and locally, and then how, they, how do they work with carriers? Well, it's very interesting. My background is more with the CWA, although we have a great relationship with the IBEW group, uh, but we have a, a national president uh, uh, that operates uh, uh, and oversees uh, all of our districts that operate within the CWA. Uh, we also have district VPs that oversee uh, the regions, the old traditional uh, ATT regions such as the Bell South region, the, the Southwestern Bell, the Pacific Bell, those regions. And of course, then you have your normal breakdown into uh, uh, locals in your in your state. You have a CWA staff rep that represents those states, and of course, uh, then you break it down to the membership, which actually has control and makes all decisions uh, in reference to who represents them. And uh, a part of the importance of, of how that operates is uh, continuing to uh, focus on the importance of making sure that, from a national level, uh, that we embrace the importance. Of continuous education uh, to allow our citizenship and IBWship to stay employed by having the tools and training necessary to be a part of those industries. Okay, uh, uh, Carla, can you hear Jeff or we lost Jeff? I cannot hear Jeff. I Okay, Jeff, we uh, we we seem to have lost you. Can uh, why don't we give you another audio test and see if we can hear you? Okay. Sure. Yep, we've uh, lost your audio. Why don't we um, uh, why don't we have you dial into a, a phone number, and uh, our production team can send that over to you, and then okay. um, I think that's probably the best thing to do. And and while we're doing that, uh, you know, Carla, maybe you and I can talk a little bit about. Um, some of the union uh, issues that are going on today. But uh, well, Jeff, Jeff you, go ahead. What are some of the issues that you're seeing with the union? Well, I think it's, it's, it's interesting right now because you've got, um, we're right, we've been writing this week about the Verizon CWA negotiation that are going on right now. And, uh, you know, you've seen some pretty harsh words from uh, the union about uh, a Verizon that's held bent on on breaking the union, but uh, I think the bigger trend here is you've got the wireline side of Verizon, you got the wireless side of Verizon, the wireless side is un, is non-union, you have the wireline side that is union, and they've been continuously uh, uh, declining uh, the number of wirelines in their network, and at the same time, you've got a huge boom in wireless. And so, you know, if you're Verizon, you're trying to balance the two different workforces. Uh, they're at the bargaining table right now, and then reading some of the press releases about the the um, back and forth between uh, the, the, the union and Verizon, one of the, the, the negotiating points is, is actually fiber optic uh, uh, connections. 
Uh, but let's check back in to see how Jeff's doing and dialing in with the, on his phone. Jeff, we got you dialed in. I'm in the process of dialing in right now, guys. All right. Well, we've got to be fast on our feet here at RCR TV. <laughs> Carla, this is your, your first TV show, and this is, uh, this is just the way we roll. Um, so, Jeff, are you on? Are you on? Sounds like you've got one of those Bell Company uh, IVR trees there. <laughs> I think so. All right. Now, we did have another guest join us. Um, uh, maybe we could switch over to him and let's uh, talk a little bit about APT's uh, advanced fiber optic training for a minute. Then we can come back to Jeff Self and talk about um, uh, some of the big trends that you're seeing. Chuck Keller, thanks for joining us today. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me okay? We can hear and see you just, just great. Uh, Chuck, where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm in Carlsbad, California, just north of San Diego, a few miles. And uh, I put together the advanced uh, fiber optic course that uh, you're referring to this morning. So it's really a takeoff from our basic fiber optic course, which uh, is uh, centered more on the modern network technologies, uh, and also on how to troubleshoot, which is a big uh, a part of these high-speed networks. So that's where we, uh, uh, we take off from. So we assume when we teach the course that the students have some basic knowledge, and then we, we go from there. Well, tell us about the, the difference between the basic course and the advanced course, and uh, then go into a little more detail, you know, how long is the course? Uh, how do people participate online and in person? Well, the, the, the basic course that we've uh, offered for a number of years uh, really starts out with the theory of fiber optics. It goes into, and we, in our, uh, we talk a little bit about some of the applications of fiber optics. And then uh, a part of that course, the lab portion, uh, is where the students actually learn how to uh, put connectors on the end of a fiber and test them and make sure they're working uh, okay. Little bit of troubleshooting, uh, but not, not a great deal. So uh, after they finish the basic course, which is a 40 hour course, uh, they are qualified to take the ETA uh, fiber optic installer uh, certification. And then from there, the intent of the advanced fiber optics was to add more emphasis on the type of networks that we have out there today, such as the passive optical network, which is uh, a big thing with telcos. We talk a little bit about DAS, not a whole lot because it's more, that's more uh, wireless centric. And then uh, a good portion of this course is advanced troubleshooting where we use uh, uh, test equipment such as optical time domain reflectometers. That's how you shoot a pulse down the the fiber and uh, and then also some other associated test equipment. So that also is a, four, a 40 hour course. So again, uh, and then upon the completion of that course, uh, the students will be prepared to take the next uh, level of certification with ETA and that is the fiber optic technician certification. Got it, and, and tell us about ETA. What does that certification uh, stand for and what does it mean? Well, ETA, the Electronics Technician Association, is a worldwide organization. There are certainly other certifications out there, uh, organizations. 
And uh, they provide certification in uh, various electronics technologies, fiber, wireless, um, cable systems. And uh, it, it's, it's a way of recognizing uh, a, a person's background. So if this person is, uh, let's say they have fiber optic certifications and they apply for a position, uh, at least you know what their background is. They've been certified uh, based on the requirements that ATA has, and uh, we adhere to those certification standards. So once they pass that test, and also a part of that written test uh, is the lab. So we have to structure our lab in order to meet the requirements for ETA. So it, it's, it's a well, uh, recognized certification, and again, it's worldwide. It's taught uh, all in major countries around the world, so it's uh, it's well known. And, and where's your lab? And tell us about um, how large is the class? How many people typically participate uh, per class? Well, we typically like to have students. Uh, we like to have a, a class of about 10, 10 students. And uh, our labs are portable. In other words, we take them to the location where we do instructor led. Uh, we do have some online courses, but the lab portion we have to do uh, in person. Uh, that's a requirement for ETA. Um, and so the labs, uh, uh, we, we send them to the various locations and then the instructor uh, flies out to that location. Now we also teach here at APT. We have lab facilities here as well, but pretty much this course is suitcased around the United States. Got it. And um, final question. I, I saw a press release or a note from someone at APT this week that the advanced fiber optic training uh, had just been approved this week. What What is the process to have a curriculum approved? Well, that's, uh, that might be a subject area that uh, somebody in our academic uh, group could, could really answer more accurately. But the idea was is that in order to get this uh, approved as a college course, we have an accreditation uh, body and, uh, and they will look at our curriculum, they look at our syllabus, they look at our, our, uh, our, our study guides and they determine is this course suitable to be uh, to be given uh, college credit. So that recently, and I wanna say within a week, probably just happened. Good. Well, uh, let's jump back to Jeff Self. Jeff, how's your audio working? Uh, you tell me, can you hear me? I, you sound great. Let's <laughs> jump back over to the uh, question about um, uh, APT and, and let's start with your, what is APT College's relationship with CWA and IBEW and then finally with the carriers? Uh, with the with the uh, with our labor groups, uh, CWA uh, and IBEW, uh, APT College recognized uh, years ago the importance of, of connecting and building a solid foundation with the labor groups that negotiate these educational packages, and it's very important for uh, the the employee to understand that geographically where you're located. Uh, let's say, for example, in AT and T, uh, 22 state uh, region. Uh, that they have nationwide. Each one of those uh, district regions have um, um, contracts that are specific to that particular employee region's contract. So we worked hard years ago. Steve Bloom, the founder of the college, uh, began early building a relationship with the labor union uh, to ensure that uh, we knew as much as we could about the educational programs 
how they work, uh, what is required for them to be approved by the company. Uh, and we've continued that relationship by uh, participating in their national conferences uh, and, of course, their regional conferences as well to continuously try to make sure that we keep uh, our hand on the pulse of what the CWA membership is seeing as a part of their day-to-day work life. So uh, it, it's, been, it's been from day one uh, with this college. I, I love the fact that when we talk to the CWA and IBEW groups, we can tell them we began uh, the, the whole process here at APT, making sure they were a part uh, or at the table uh, of input of what that we were looking to accomplish. Well, I was in uh, New York a couple weeks ago and again, meet with the CEO of a major electrical contractor and, and he could not stress enough two things. Number one, uh, the demand for fiber optic uh, uh, qualified technicians. And number two, he simply was uh, befuddled why more people didn't uh, more union rep, more union employees didn't take the time to use the the educational credits that they have. And then in our briefing conversation, uh, Jeff, you mentioned that in Texas, only 5% of um, a lot of the uh, union employees in Texas are really taking advantage of some of these certifications. Can you help us understand what, what what's happening? Why aren't they taking advantage of the educational uh, credits that are negotiated into their contracts? Uh, and Jeff, that's a great question, and it's one that I address often uh, with the CWA groups that I talk to. Uh, I think the major challenge uh, for the leadership is to uh, make it a part of their platform and their agenda each time that they address uh, the CWA groups on a national level. Uh, I often use the example that you can uh, talk to a group of CWA members and you can ask the question, how many can tell you uh, where your wage scale is found in the contract book and you can get a hundred percent participation or the health care benefits or the benefits such as vacation. When you ask the question about your educational packages and what you've got access to, the number drops off dramatically. I mean it's within the five to ten percent of the people there can can tell you what they have access to. And the thing I try to make sure that our CWA brothers and sisters understand is that it is the one benefit that you carry with you for a lifetime. You know, you're, you're, you, you can't carry the vacation with you after you retire and you, you can't carry the wage scale with you after you retire, but the time that you invest in personal career development travels with you during this whole journey of life. And so we're working uh, on a high level right now, uh, meeting with the VPs around the country of the CWA districts to try to make that part of their overall agenda. They're, they're, they're embracing and knowing everything you can know about their uh, educational package. Got it. Well, let's, um, oh, Carla, what's, um, actually, let me take a step back. Tell us about APT College and, you, uh, you know, how are you approved by the carriers? I think by AT&T and Verizon are two of your customers. And then how do you get approved by the union to do the training? Well, it, it, a couple of things. One, one is um, our accreditation, as Chuck touched on just a, a little bit, uh, is the uh, really the important tool uh, that we need to be able to be uh, a participant uh, in the AT&T and Verizon programs. Uh, the, the language clearly states that you have to be an accredited college. Uh, and we're very, very proud of the work that was done uh, by the APT staff and team to accomplish that. We've been accredited since 2003. 
and then on the CWA side, uh, I think that the, the major important thing there is one, recognizing the industry certifications. And Jeff, the, to be honest with you, um, some of the people look and say, well, you know, that program is more industry cert focused than they are uh, degree granting. And that's really not a true statement about APT College. Our focus is that for every student and member accomplish their associate's degree in telecommunications. But we have uh, a great approach in what's called building blocks uh, that's very appealing to the union. And the reason why the union, I think, embraces us on the level that they do is the student is able to accomplish certain uh, professional certificates within our program uh, that enables them to accomplish things and, and to, to be recognized for their accomplishments uh, in, in not just in an internal selection way from at t but in a personal way, um, you know, that, that uh, enables them to eventually earn their degree, but also uh, able to earn some, some uh, certifications along the way, which builds their internal and external resumes. Got it. Well, Carla, what's next? We got about five minutes left. Well, what, left, what do you want to cover? Uh, what are some of the major trends that you all are seeing in the technology? I'm going to let Jeff Self talk about that because that's his business. Okay. I, I had a little problem uh, on Carla's question there, hearing it. Uh, could you restate it for me, Jeff? Sure. What are some of the major trends you're seeing in technology training? Well, it, it's. Um, I, I think that, that daily uh, we are seeing continuous changes uh, in, in, the, in the technology and in the change. Uh, I know um, when we began the, the process of 2020, uh, since that initiative a couple of years ago by AT&T, we've seen a continuous uh, change and modification in our overall product in an effort to stay on the cutting edge. But I think something else that I think is, is, is so important uh, to enabling every employee. And, and the thing that we tend to do is, as we've talked today about fiber optics, you know, the technician part of AT&T is just a small percentage of the overall employment population. As a, as a CWA organization, and we are CWA represented, uh, but as a CWA represented college, we've got to ensure that no employee is left behind uh, in this process. So we constantly are looking at uh, additional programs that would enable the, the, the service rep and the care reps uh, that are part of the AT&T uh, program or Verizon programs to ensure that they have quality products as well. How you accomplish that uh, is, is, is in the beauty of our efforts to become a 24 seven, uh, 365 day a year college. Online uh, and the delivery of, of our product at a very high level online enables every employee, regardless of your work schedule, home schedule, uh, to be able to continue to improve uh, and enhance your skills for job opportunities. Well, online is certainly uh, uh, hot right now. You may recall uh, LinkedIn purchased uh, Linda, which was an online training uh, company for over a billion dollars. Uh, what's it like for a company like APT, who's traditionally a classroom uh, uh, training program, uh, what are some of the challenges and opportunities moving to an online? And then where are you as a college relative to your online uh, training? Well, it, it, and that's, that is, <laughs> that's the great challenge. Uh, you know, uh, when we began the online uh, journey back about a year and a half ago, um, we realized that we were working mainly with a, a, an employee base that was like I and like you uh, were, were, were raised under the pencil and paper world. 
Uh, but the I'm reaction, a lot younger. I'm a lot younger. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tucking myself. Uh, but, that's but, probably better. But uh, uh, you know, the, the, so so we have a, a student body that is is as I say, they're kind of maintaining the dinosaur, and and they're accustomed to that face to face delivery. But the beauty of the company and the beauty of the labor movement is if you go to the union meetings, you're going to see a lot of people who look like my son or my daughter. And, and, and that is a reality of the day. And they are accustomed. Am I on camera? No. Am I on the screen? No, but we got you, Carla. We, we hear you. <laughs> there we go. But, uh, but you know, the, that's the beauty of, of, of the online world is the, fa the, the reality is is more and more of the students are plugging in, uh, more and more of the employees are realizing a great product. And, and of, of course, you're going to see as we move forward, uh, as much curriculum as we can move into the online world, we're going to move in that direction. All right. Um, and Chuck, as you, um, as you, um, are developing new curriculums. How do you how do you how do you balance the the um, the need for online with uh, hands on training? Uh, are are you uh, say that again, please? Yeah, uh, you know, as you develop uh, programs, how do you how do you balance the the this online trend uh, uh, with with the need for hands on training? Um, because again, you, you've got to develop the same curriculum. You want to be a 24 by seven college. You you know you just developed this fiber optic training program. Are you going to see a trend where you're going to be able to stop start moving some of the um, more of the training online and then come back for uh, uh, just testing? Or, or how, I mean, how do you how's the how's the online world impacting the way you develop your training? Well, for one thing, uh, for a lot of the courses that we have right now. I'll say a good a portion of them. We can we can do full online course. Uh, there are exceptions, and fiber optics happens to be one of them, where it, the nature of the technology requires uh, some hands-on. So we obviously can't do that in an online format. So as as a matter of fact, we are discussing the options that we have right now, and and one of the options that that we're looking uh, to uh, to move to is to go ahead and do an online course in fiber optics. You can certainly do this uh, asynchronously or even synchronously. Right. And um, you can teach the basic theory. You can talk about all the technologies. You can do that online. But when it comes to the lab, our thought process is, is that we will we will send an instructor out there separately to perform the lab. It could be it could be a week later, it could be a month later, whatever you know, the scheduling is out there. So that's where we're at with fiber optics, and it's it's sort of unique because of that. Got it. Um, well, we need to wrap up here, and I, I think uh, and and Jeff, this is probably best directed to you. Uh, you're you're seeing um, the industry association starting to develop training programs, what can the industry learn from the unions about the way programs are developed and training is developed? Well, I think uh, most importantly, you're going to get, I, I think, what they see in the field, uh, in the day-to-day -day life of that technician. Uh, the, the labor union has um, 
uh, their hand on that pulse of the business. Uh, they hear and see what the technician uh, is experiencing and hearing about uh, in today's job environment. So opening that line of communication by having uh, the, the labor union share with the company uh, in a partnership type of relationship, uh, you know, they may disagree on some uh, subjects, but I think uh, a joint partnership in that area to ensure uh, high quality product or staying on the cutting edge of training uh, enables uh, the technician to be more productive. Uh, they enjoy their day-to-day -day work life better, uh, which if they're more productive and they enjoy their day-to-day -day work life better, then it's better for the company. So that, that relationship uh, that, that the technician is able to share uh, with his boss and with the labor group, uh, I think enables it to be a win-win for the company and the union. Okay, well, I'd like to close by, by kind of revisiting my opening statement. Number one, you can't have wireless without wireline, and you can't have uh, wireline without fiber, and you can't have fiber without uh, qualified technicians in, in these dense urban areas. Uh, it, it, the, the carriers are gonna have to deal with the unions. And uh, I guess I'll give you kind of a closing closing comment here, Jeff. Um, you know, where is education following and the, the bargaining that's going on right now with the, the between the unions and, and the carriers? It, it is a it's a major topic. I know here in the District 3 region or Bell South region, uh, their contract uh, with AT&T runs out August the 8th. Uh, and so they're deeply involved at the bargaining table today. Uh, and I know from chatting with just different uh, groups uh, around our district office that uh, the major topic or one of the major topics is continuous education, uh, enabling the employee to have access to more tools uh, for educational training. And so it, it's always going to be a very, very important uh, part of the union package. And, I, and, and that to me is exciting uh, because uh, if we're going to truly uh, move forward in this world of technology, the employee has got to have tools and programs that's available uh, that enables them to stay there uh, on the cutting edge. Jeff, Chuck, thank you for joining us today. Carla, it is a delight having you part of our team. I know you're gonna have fun tonight meeting all the tower climbers and, and the uh, Texas State Wireless Association there at the RCR ATX Studio Lounge. Uh, folks, uh, we look forward to seeing you next week where we're going to have John, Jonathan Adelstein going to be talking about the uh, TIRAP program, which is a telecom industry apprentice program that the industry is developing. And uh, again, we thank you for joining us this week. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Inside Telecom Careers is a production of RCR TV News. To reach Jeff Mucci or to suggest a show topic for Inside Telecom Careers, you can reach him at jmucci at rcrwireless.com. For all telecom-related news and information, please visit rcrwireless.com. To connect with the industry's top talent, please visit telecomcareers.net.